Wen and I want to express our gratitude for every one of our listeners. Thank you for being a part of this podcast and sharing this space with us each week. We are now offering an opportunity to work with Wen or myself individually in a deeper look towards what's true about life and who you really are. If you'd like to know more, email me or Wen for more details. In a three-day dive under the noise, anything is possible. Let's find out. Now on to the podcast. Welcome. This podcast is an exploration into being human and what's possible when there's less attention on the noise in our heads. Warning. While listening to this broadcast, you may experience moments of deep peace, sighs of relief, personal insights, or long stretches of dead air. Do not be afraid. This is normal. Under the Noise with Wynne Morgan and Kate Roberts. Welcome to this week's episode of Under the Noise with me, Wynne Morgan, and my phenomenal co-host, Kate Roberts. Hello, phenomenal Kate Roberts. Oh, the pressure. Hi, Wynne. Hi. Well, there we go. That's one way of uh, interpreting phenomenal pressure. Yeah, apparently. Now I gotta show up as phenomenal. Jeez, Lynn. Yeah. If it was up to you, I guess that would be a problem, wouldn't it? Yeah, I'm really lucky. It's not. <laughs> I'm really lucky because I'm all out of ideas about how to be phenomenal at the moment. Good. Yeah. Yeah. That's, so. that's a really good thing because if anyone had ideas of how to be phenomenal, I think that would make them less than phenomenal. Oh, you know what I wanted to share with you too? This is like totally jumping into our little way. And we... you're going to keep this in the recording, Kate? This is fresh. Yeah, this is so. cool. All right. I think so, because it was kind of funny. It has to do with the show. So uh, I spoke with a friend maybe um, a few days ago, and we were catching up for the first time in a really long time. And she's like, so we start talking and she's like, wait, 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 hold on. I just finished listening to your podcast and I'm going to be listening to you without helping. Just so you know. Like, That's so cool. It was cool. It was very cool. I'm like, okay, thanks for letting me know. Just like not helping. <laughs> uh, that was funny. Oh man. That is cool. It was also funny when you said something like, talk to a friend I haven't talked to in a really long time. And I'm in my mind going, how long's a long time? Like 20 years? Oh, yeah, okay. Not that long. Yeah. <laughs> Not yeah. that long. Because 20 years it would be, I heard you've got a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it was definitely not that. But I thought it was kind of funny. That is cool. I quoted someone back to themselves this morning. And they said, um, well, I'm not going to use the actual profanity they, they said back to me. <laughs> <laughs> Are you going to be a uh, uh, now? And I said, yes, I'm going to be a uh, uh, right now. And they laughed. Yeah, it is funny to be quoted back. It is. Funny, peculiar, funny, haha. And in this, in, in this person's uh, example earlier on this morning, my time, it was, uh, <laughs> yeah, me pointing out the bleeding obvious to this person. Anyway, you had an idea for today. I did. Yeah. I did. Yeah. 
I've read uh, a couple books in the series recently. I'm going to go ahead and say it when um, Neil Donald Walsh wrote books back in the 90s, um, Conversations with God and Friendship with God. And for some reason, I, these have been on my shelf, obviously, since the 90s. And I've just recently just kind of followed the nudge to pick them back up. And there was something that showed up in both of those books, which I thought might be super fun to talk about. And I have no idea. Um, It's not an exact quote, but the topic essentially was God saying, I'm talking to you all the time. And I will use any means in your experience to communicate with you. So whether that is a show that you're watching or um, a magazine article or something that shows up on the radio or someone reaches out and says something or a book that you're reading or a song that you hear somewhere and you keep hearing it or whatever. You know, basically God was uh, saying to him that I will use anything in your experience to have a conversation or guide or point or nudge you And most of the time, you know, we're very busy in our minds, in our lives, and essentially humans don't hear it. Mm. Most humans don't hear it. Um, Or the ones that hear it, a lot of times they'll write it off as coincidence and miss the meaning or the fact that life or intelligence or whatever word you want to give to it is nudging you, is pointing to something, is saying, hey, hey, I'm here, just so you know. And uh, and we're just in the noise and miss it most of the time. So I just thought that might be kind of a fun, a fun topic to explore. Anything show up for you in that while I was talking? Examples galore. One of them, um, I've probably mentioned at least once on this, given the number of episodes you and I have had on Under the Noise, I'm pretty sure I've mentioned this one a number of times, so I might choose a a different one in a bit. But before we get into that, um, this is for anyone who who has some thinking about the word God. Uh, A disclaimer, a God disclaimer. A a God disclaimer. Well, (laughs) I don't know if disclaimer is the right word for it either, but if if someone was to say to you, I don't like the word God, I don't want to go there, what what words would you say instead? Well, I can tell you what I just read in the book. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. where it was specifically stated, if you don't like the word God, use life. Use life. It, it was literally in that Friendships with God book. Yeah. An acknowledgement that, you know, there's a lot of thinking on that word and a lot of experience and like past experience on that word. So if you don't like it, use life. Yeah. Which I love. I love life as a, you know, a name for that intelligence. 
intelligence is another one in my mind that can work. You know, the intelligence that that we have that's deeper than our IQ, deeper than our cognitive mm-hmm. skills. Um, Sydney Banks called it universal mind, mm-hmm. divine mind. Yeah. Um, a lot of people have a word for it called the energy, mm. uh, the universe, vibra- high vibrations, all pointing to the same thing, in, in my mind anyway. To me, that's what they're all pointing at. And the reason that um, I like to kind of clarify that is that 10 years ago, 11 years ago, if it was a conversation about God, I would shut down. I would not listen. Mm. Yeah, because I thought that therefore that would make it religious. Right. As opposed to pointing to something that is behind every religion and everything. It's deeper. Spiritual. Another word. Yes, I just heard uh, on another podcast. Um you know, we've had Dr. Pettit on the show, his wife, Linda. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the title of the podcast was Everything is Spiritual, which is mm-hmm. kind of cool that you said that word. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's interesting that when you said that, that the intelligence of life, God, mind, whatever we want to call it, would keep giving us nudges. It reminds me of a conversation I had with the person who's mentored me more than anyone, George Pransky. And um, we were in the, I, I was, well, we were running an errand together and it was about an hour and a half's drive in a very rainy, cold, rainy um, Monday morning. And we'd had a session earlier and then we were in the car and I was driving him to where he needed to be and where I needed to be as well. And in the, the session in the morning, we were talking about some invisible spots that I had, some of my own blind spots, and they became visible. And we were both going, wow, okay, that now sounds more real as you know what I'm up against and, and stuff. And it was really about my insecurity around him and, and Linda and some other teachers that I'd worked with, with Michael Neal and, and Barbara Patterson. I had this, I'd put them up on a pedestal. And I wasn't myself with them. I was distant. And um, then it kind of like dawned on us what that was. It was just one way that my insecurity at that point was was playing out. I think this is back in 2018. Anyway, we were in the car then reflecting back on it. He goes, the great thing, Wynn, now that you've realized that about yourself, you never have to think about it because you'll hear songs on the radio, TV shows, movies, other things in life that will keep nudging you and for you to see more, for you to get um, over this effectively. That's what he said, which is exactly what you were just saying from the, from the book that you read, Conversations with God. And I'm way behind you, by the way, because I don't think I got a copy of that until 2012, 2013. Once I'd probably got over the notion of the word God would turn me off, because I think it must have been as that was softening, but I bought both of those books that you just mentioned. But the um, the example that I, I thought, well, 
I got a better one, but I'm going to go back to this because this is a this is a classic one for me as to how um, strange things can be regarding nudges, and in peculiar ways. And look, it's it's not a new phrase, right? This phrase is at least three thousand years old. God works in mysterious ways. But one way through me, twelve years ago, was via another facet of my insecure thinking. So I was very busy-minded when I first started learning about um, the principles. And because I was so busy-minded, it wasn't sinking in. And because it wasn't sinking in, I wasn't sure if I wanted to carry on in this conversation. Which is <laughs> funny now, thinking of how close to that I was um, 11 odd years ago. And this is how it transpired. I'm there in the graduation of Michael Neal Supercoach in 2012, in June of 2012. And I'm very happy to have been certified as a transformational coach. And not everyone in that class did. And I'd been down to the stage to, you know, get my certificate and was very happy with it and photographs and then everyone would do theirs. And then there was this other group of people um, 10 or 11 people who were doing what was called the advanced track. And they were doing that program with Michael for the second time. And they got a bigger certificate. And I went, well, I was happy with mine two minutes ago, but I want a bigger one now. And I swear, right, that was my nudge via my insecurity because I wanted a bigger one. I thought, okay, I'm coming back. <laughs> I'm staying in this conversation. So four months later, I'm back again, right? Starting the next level of the advanced track to get the bigger certificate. So to me, it's just like wisdom will find, oh, another word for it, wisdom. Wisdom will find any way of making itself visible, heard, whether we, I don't know, put attribution to it, to it being wisdom or intelligence or God or not, it still works. In my mind, it still works. Sometimes very gently, sometimes with seismic shifts in, in perception and in personal paradigms, and sometimes in just little nudges such as a song, and months later just reflect on, geez, how did that happen? I, I'm re I've realized I'm not afraid of myself anymore. When did that go? So there's some stories. Oh, can I make a quick disclaimer? No, a quick um, addendum. I don't know what the word would be to this one, so I'm not going to keep on trying to find the right word. I did get that certificate, and it's never left the envelope that I was that it was given. Yeah, I think that's super interesting. Isn't it? It was, it mattered so much to me in June of 2012. And by April of 2013, it didn't matter to me. The actual certificate didn't matter to me. So it was just like, clearly I'd seen something. Anyway, I will now shut up. No, I love that, actually. I love that it never left the envelope. You know, it's funny. I um, I came up with this topic, but I didn't prepare any ideas of 
of uh, of examples, but I find that a lot of times when I'm noticing when I'm noticing the nudges, they seem to come through. Music is a is a a big one for me. Um, I I remember. I can give you oh, okay. I can give you one example. I have these two songs that are the two songs that really um, I'm a I'm a big house music person, and so there are these two house songs that have always kind of pointed me back to that space with inside myself, that deeper part of who I am. I can't tell you anybody else that has given me the songs or anybody and and they're not like huge house music songs in that culture they're just they mean something to me and so I remember I was at this kind of point where I don't know I just seen some things and I was really kind of kind of questioning and actually I think you and I had done some podcasts because it was really fresh for me at the time about um, moving from that space in everything that I do. And so how do you know when you're moving from that space inside yourself, right? That wisdom that we're talking about, that knowing instead of, you know, typically what you always done or what's that knowing and not knowing? Mm you know, like kind of difference between doing and being. And it was just really fresh for me. And so um, I went to class, a yoga class, right? And for me, music in a yoga class is like, right? It's got to be like that perfect kind of creation of music to go with their class, right? The kind of slow build up, and then the one that kind of keeps you going in the middle of class and then slows you down at the end, right? So music is like cute. And there's a teacher, hope she's not listening to this, but there's a teacher that her music is not my, it's like, if I could pick the music I would never play in a class, she loves it. (laughs) She plays it every time. So, you know, I'll be doing stuff and I'm like, oh, really? Okay. And, you know, we're doing music, you know, and we're doing yoga to the music. And, but she's mm, not my, mm, let's say she's not my favorite as far as picking music for the class, but she's a good teacher. And uh, so I'm in class and I'm, and I'm like thinking on the way there, I'm like, man, it won't even matter. I'm flying so high right now. It doesn't even matter what music she plays because I just am so excited about this class. So I go into class and she doesn't play house music. No, definitely not. But I go into class and we're like maybe 20 minutes into it. And I hear one of those songs and I'm like, what? No way. And I'm like crying in class. That the chances of her playing this song, this random house music song that she doesn't ever play house music. I was like, and having just had the thought that it wouldn't matter what music she played. I thought that literally. I think I actually even said that to somebody on my way to class. 
So I'm like tearing up. I'm like, oh my God, that's amazing. And I'm like feeling very loved and yeah. And I'm just having this own little experience on my mat, right? And uh, and we're just still doing yoga. The next song is the next song when is the second song of the two songs of all songs in the whole world is the song that points me back to that deeper part of who I am back to back random no more house music on this whole playlist that she's got the only two house songs she's ever played back to back were the two songs so I'm like I'm like crying (laughs) she didn't even know that was so for me wow yeah well, I'm impressed the house music track has got any lyrics. <laughs> Yet alone meaningful. Okay. Uh, <laughs> this is from a non-fan, as you okay. know. Right? So this would be my my disclaimer. Uh, I like soulful house music with a lot of vocals. Okay. House music is a very general term. I didn't want to get too technical oh, for our really? audience who probably doesn't actually know that, but... No, it's not just electronic music. It's different, but um, that was amazing. Uh And I knew it was for me. Yeah. Well, what did you make of it? Um, What did I make of it? That she probably has no clue why she put them on her playlist, first of all. Um, and this, and the second thing is that it just, I had made a comment that like I was just in, and just like kind of like a, a really cool space of seeing this, like moving from knowing and had seen so many things that I just had such this good feeling and had made it a point basically to, to say it wouldn't matter. Mm-hmm. and life was like I got something to say about that and I just felt loved mm-hmm. I felt known mm-hmm. if I'm being honest like to move from I'm like on this high about moving from my own knowing and it was almost like yeah I know you like I felt known And important to life that life was like got you on this like i will take you through everything you need to know about moving from your own knowing mm. if you let me that's i guess that was my takeaway from that because the chances of those two songs back to back out of every song in the whole universe yeah and i think Honestly, I think stuff like that is happening all the time for everyone. I'm not special in that way. I think it's literally available for everyone every minute. But if I'm in my head, if I'm not present, I'll miss it. And I miss them all the time. I know I do. And that's okay, because now I'm in the next minute 
and I can be present in that minute. I don't think that it's something that's limited to say like, oh, I, I only saw that because I was feeling like I was in a high place. I absolutely feel like when I'm in a low mood, it's happening as well. I'm just caught up and not paying attention. But I think it's available. I think it's happening. I think sometimes we we limit it in a way that I think we have these ideas of how life is communicating with us or nudging us or pointing. And maybe life only points me with using this thing or this thing but it could literally be anything anything in our experience look out for them pay attention and if you don't don't worry about it because it's still coming it's just using something else next time i don't know yeah well i think that really matters what you've just Paying said attention. um well even if we don't notice it it doesn't mean it's not happening yeah. I mean, I'm not aware of so many things happening right now within my biology. Right? The fact that my brain is able to take two upside down um, 2D visual clues from my eyes to then make them into a 3D correct way up image that I then you know have something as basic as that because I have two upside down 2D images in the back of my eye and then without me having to do anything about it things appear in far more how they are in color the correct way up with depth perception right you might think, well, you know, that's the brain. That's not in, that's not intelligent. Well, okay, whatever. <laughs> yeah, well, that's just a natural part of um, natural selection and so forth, and in uh, in living beings. Yeah, okay, I get it. Yeah, I'm in that camp, and at the same time, well. There's obviously something bigger too, in my mind. Obviously something bigger than that that cannot be rationalized nor rationally explained. So I am very good at rationalizing something that is, um, I'm going to say it differently. I'm really good at discounting what you were talking about and rationalizing it. And it happened. Uh, you mean the two songs? Yeah. That kind of thing. So, it, and it happened about 10 days ago where I was a mystery guest at a, um, at an event at a coaching school. They didn't know I was coming. The students didn't know I was coming. I'd been there in October. They didn't know I was coming back. The people who organized it had to know because I needed accommodation and 
picked up from the airport and stuff. Anyway, so I was flying in on a Friday. And on the Thursday, um, one of the, the leaders of that organization, one of the four people who, who, who does, does it and does more for the logistics than, than anybody else, she has uh, two kids, a boy who's he's 16, pushing 17 now, and, uh, and a girl who, I don't know, seven, eight, something like that, maybe a little younger. Anyway, and I'd got to know the kids over the last few years. And uh, the girl said to her mother, 24 hours after her mother secretly was about to pick me up from the airport, said, when's Wynne coming back? I miss Wynne. Right? So mother picks me up on the Friday and says this story about her daughter. And I'm like, oh, must have heard it from somebody, must have heard talking or something. And I said, I don't think so. And I went, how many times do I look for the rational when maybe there isn't one? An example would be, I wonder if I mentioned those two songs to my yoga instructor. Right? I would look for that as I'm, I'm not saying it's true, right? Because I believe your story absolutely. But I would look for the rational explanation more than maybe there's something bigger at play here. When and um, I would like to think as the years progress, I give more respect to maybe there's something else at play here with as opposed to me trying to rationalize things and um, mess up the mystery that maybe I'm going to miss the bigger picture. You know, I wonder if, um, okay, this might be too far out here for you. Okay. So too I wonder, yeah. Oh yeah. Mr. Rational. Uh, <laughs> I wonder if maybe you challenged life a little bit because I actually think that, and uh, I'm going to say the word God because, or life or whatever intelligence, like, okay. I actually think that life has a sense of humor. Now, if you challenged life to show you more and more of these super obvious ones that only really fit with a rational person, right? Like a rational person would blow them off, but I would challenge life to give you ones that cannot be rationalized away. I bet they would start showing up. Yeah. Yeah. I bet they would too. I bet they would. Yeah. I'm not going to challenge life that that. <laughs> You're scared and rational. No, because I know I'm full of BS when I when I rationalize things. <laughs> it's just like, wake the heck up, Morgan. Right? How much more fun would it be if these things just kept showing up in your experience, and you're like, I got it. But if they were like so obvious that you just couldn't, you just couldn't rationalize them away. They they were they were beyond it. Yeah, I think that'd be right. kind of fun. I think they're everywhere. It could be a cool experiment. Yeah. Do you want to experiment? 
Oh, the gauntlet. Okay. Why don't we do that? I, we haven't done anything like this before. I kind of like it. Ooh, and we could actually put it to our guests as well to see if anybody else wants to take the challenge with us. Yeah. And we'll get emails and emails about all this cool stuff. Yeah. All these What's the challenge? coincidences that are happening. Oh, maybe that's the wording for it, right? What coincidences can you no longer call coincidences? Unrationalizable coincidences. That's a really... I just made that. Unrationalizable. <laughs> it's a new word. I came up with it that. It is. It is. That would be fun. I think we should do it. And at maybe during the show, I could say, okay, I got a new one. I got a new one. And you, you might have Wait, to don't one. just throw it at me. I'm not the only person in this kind of like <laughs> to a conversation who, uh, who rationalizes stuff. I'm pretty sure of that. Oh, I, I'll I, out myself more than, you know, maybe the average person on that. But I'm pretty sure we're both pretty good at it. Maybe we should. Throwing down a gauntlet with life to show us unrationalizable. I get stuck in my hard time with that word. Coincidences. Unrationalizable coincidences. So here's what I think we should do. Ooh, yes. We'll come back in four episodes time with a part two. I love that. Yes. To give the person listening now a whole month. And then you can email us with your... That would be perfect. Un whatever that word was again. <laughs> Rationalizable, is that the word? Unrational. Okay, yeah. You suck. I was doing good. Well, you blame me for that too? Okay. <laughs> Unrationalizable coincidences. Yeah, so this and could life, be Just in case life is listening, and it always is. Yeah. You've got it. a month. Yeah, life, life doesn't take a day off. <laughs> life, get no. it together. You have a month for this story. You've got a month to make yourself visible to the skeptics of the world. Exactly. Yeah. Love it. So this would be called Un... <laughs> Come on, Wen. You what can do unra it. Unrationalizable coincidences part one. Exactly. And then we'd have unrationalizable coincidences part two in four weeks. That's right. Life just took the challenge, just so you know. Yeah. Well, I mean, it ain't you and me pulling the strings on this thing, right? <sighs> Luckily not. No. The ego of me would love to think so, but <laughs> ego back in your box. <laughs> I'm so excited about this. Me too. Oh. Yeah. Well, that sounds like a plan that we didn't have five minutes ago. I know. I love this off the cuff. And our first challenge of the whole show. I love it. Yeah. The whole, the first time we got a two-parter. <gasps> That's so true, too. Oh, my gosh. This is exciting. Thanks, Wynn. Thank you. Should we fast forward a month and see what happens? Or should we just like live each day at a time? Mm. 
RH moment. <gasps> each moment in each day. Cool. Let's do that. You've been listening to Under the Noise. I'm Kate Roberts here with Gwen Morgan. If uh, you have any thoughts, ideas um, for us to chat about, definitely shoot us an email. Our details follow the podcast or you can see it in the, the details wherever you're finding it. Hope you have a great week. And, and thing, please let us know your unrationalizable coincidence. <laughs> I'd love to hear them. Yeah. Yeah, we would. Challenge life. It's ready. Have a great week. Thanks for joining us. We'd love for you to subscribe, rate, and review. If you have a topic or question that you'd like us to chat about, email Wynn or Kate at win at winning.co.uk and kate at katerobertscoaching.com. Until then... Enjoy what's possible under the noise.